HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. You're listening to HeritageRadioNetwork.com, bringing you the freshest radio in Brooklyn since 2009. Hear directly from chefs to farmers, artists to architects, authors to brewers, and everyone in between. Check out all of our shows on our website or by searching Heritage Radio Network in the iTunes store. Hi, I'm Steve Jenkins. I work for Fairway Markets in the New York area, and we're awfully proud to support Heritage Radio and we care so much about everything that goes on out here at Roberta's and their studio because they talk to people who are, are serious about food. And that's what we are at Fairway is we're serious about food. We, we just care very deeply about, about you as a, as a customer and how you cook and what you cook with and how you entertain. And, and that's why we love to support Heritage Radio because it, it, it's pretty much the same thing. It's wanting to to find happiness through serious food and people who are serious about it and, and care about learning everything there is to learn about it. And that's, that's, we're kindred spirits. If it's something worth having in your kitchen, you're going to find it at, at Fairway. And if there's somebody worth talking to about food, you're going to find them on Heritage Radio and we will be supporting you guys for a long, long time. At Fairway, I'm your personal grocer, Steve Jenkins, Fairway Market. Boys are mellow as a honeydew, yeah. That cat is high, look that look in his eye. Oh man, he's high, yes, higher than a kite. That cat is high, look that look in his eye. Man, I wouldn't lie. Welcome back to the Speakeasy. We in? <laughs> Welcome back to the Speakeasy. I'm your host, Damon Bolte. Today in the studio, someone who I have not seen in quite a few years, um, we have Ali Shaper from Brooklyn Enology. Thank you for coming to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Excellent. Um, so let's jump right into it. You've had, uh, you started Brooklyn Enology in 2006 mm-hmm. um, in Greenpoint. Yep. And you've been making wines ever since. What was uh, the inspiration for, uh, for doing this? Well, I knew I wanted to have a winery one day. <laughs> and... Uh, Sounds like it's a lot more glamorous and fun. Uh, it's a lot of hard work, but something I'm really willing to work for. It's great. And uh, I had 
moved to Brooklyn, uh, just north of Red Hook and uh, the Columbia Street waterfront, mm-hmm. and just kind of bopping around the neighborhood not long after I moved in, and just, just kind of looking around the neighborhood and seeing how much it had changed since way back when. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I came to Brooklyn because I really wanted to be here and part of the, the, the culture and the scene, and, and that plus kind of realizing what was going on around me in the warehouses and the industrial areas was just really a transformation of, of what Brooklyn was all about from heavy industry into sort of what I think of, uh, you know, I call it artisanal industry in my mind and people doing all, yeah. you know, creating everywhere. So especially down in Red Hook, you've, you've I mean, Etsy was started down there. Yeah. Um, you've got all kinds of other artists doing, doing big projects down there as well. You've got, man, just, you got it, beer down there you got too. Beer down there too. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. It's a really good time for for Red Hook, you know, as far as the the production of quality mm-hmm. fun stuff goes. Yeah. Um, no, were you working uh, before you started this? Were you mm-hmm. working at a winery, or were you working in the restaurant industry, or were you just like an enthusiast? Like all of the above. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I figured. Yeah, I got into the wine business back in uh, two thousand. And uh, it was a hobby at that point, and I had a different life and a different career. And uh, uh, I had been living in the Hudson Valley at the time, and I was taking some time off from like my my responsible job, and but decided I need to become a responsible adult and and get a job. But I wanted it to be fun, and I came across an ad for. Uh, somebody to work in a tasting room, you know, the person there pouring and talking about the wines and giving tours. And uh, so I answered that ad. And that was kind of the, the beginning of my next life. And from there, I went to um, uh, the stores that were called Vintage New York. There were two of them in Manhattan, and they featured all New York wines. And because they were attached to a winery, you were able to sample and taste everything that was in the store. And I really got immersed in the whole New York wine scene and and there and really learned a lot just by you know osmosis and consumption (laughs) and uh from there took some additional classes over at the international wine center in manhattan and uh eventually came to direct a wine program for a restaurant group on long island and um uh, oh and then after that uh kind of jump ship to go full time into into wine and started working for a distributor and a marketing and promoting uh, marketing and promotions program so I got a really great look at the whole industry from yeah, the selling side and buying it. side yeah wow. yeah and uh, you know by the time I had gotten this far you know about five years six years into my wine life um, you know I had this idea that a winery would be in my future but much further in the future until it just dawned on me you know why am I going to wait anymore it's it's what my end game is so yeah, yeah and so and, and during that time that I was working for the distributor I had moved into into Brooklyn and and the idea just literally came to me one day like a lightning bolt you know Zeus threw down his bolt and thus was born BOE <laughs> nice <laughs> now um when you started out uh how many how many varietals did you start out with just two. Um, it was I, like the Merlot. Yeah, there was a, a Merlot and a Chardonnay. And, um, you know, I didn't want to start too big too fast because the okay. world is awash in wine from everywhere. And uh, so I figured before I make, you know, a really giant commitment, let's see if this idea pops. Let's see if it works. And so I uh, made some wines that I'm really, really proud of to this day. I still have my one case of 05 Merlot. That's all mine. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> so made those and shopped them around and, and took them out to a couple of, you know, uh, a couple of the top wine shops around the borough and had some success with those initial wines. And so after that, the next season, I expanded to six varietals 
or six labels. Um, so it started with Chardonnay, Merlot, and then those are kind of like the core of the, of the lineup. And then added uh, Social Club White and Social Club Red, which are blends and mm-hmm. uh, meant to be really terrific everyday style wines, you know, a little bit less expensive. And then two, what I call the fun wines. And one of them is uh, Viognier. It's a really beautiful aromatic white and not as much on the tip of everybody's tongue as far as knowing what grape it is. So it's kind of fun to go around and show yeah. people what it is. And then a red um, called Motley Crew, C-R-U. So <laughs> d- despite how it sounds, it's not named after the band, but <laughs> kind of like a little tip of the hat to Brooklyn because, you know, we're just a mixture of so many people yeah. from so many places. And so it's my red blend um, where I'm playing with and I'm doing a different wine with it each vintage and, and blending together different red grapes. And, um, and then since then, uh, all those wines were... Uh, made of grapes sourced from Long Island. And since then, uh, starting with 09 Vintage, got grapes from the Finger Lakes as well. And so added three new wines to the lineup. So uh, Riesling, which we've got here to uh, sip on a little bit later. Um, And then a Cabernet Franc Rosé. And then uh, a third wine called Shindig White, which is a project I do with a a DC friend associate of mine. So it's really just crisp, juicy white wine to drink. Are you? Uh, do you have any other like collaborations in mind in the, for the future? Uh, as far as that goes, yeah, I got a few things coming down the pipeline, <laughs> and I do a bunch of. Uh, uh, since starting in two thousand nine, have worked with uh, a few customers too, doing custom wines. Oh, cool. um, so a wine shop down in uh, Carroll Gardens, my old neighborhood, is uh, Scotto's Wine Shop, and they're one mm-hmm. of the longest running wine shops in the city. And so we do uh, three custom labels for them: uh, two under their Harvey Estate label, a Chardonnay and a Riesling. And then also their Court Street White, which is another table wine, white wine version. Uh, And then Back 40 restaurant over uh, uh, in the East Village, uh, they've got uh, a brand new white wine that we made for them. They're Back 40 White. And then um, also a rosé for Big Tree Bottles around the corner from us. Cool. And it's a Cabernet Sauvignon rosé, really juicy and, and full of berries and, and whatnot. So, yeah, always looking to do you know, custom projects and collaborate with people. That's fun. We have to do a speakeasy. Yeah, <laughs> speakeasy, speakeasy wine, I guess. <laughs> speakeasy booze. <laughs> um, yeah, we could just distill it. <laughs> yeah, let's start right here. What do you got? You got any copper pots lying around? <laughs> uh, I think it's in the closet. Oh, right okay. Now. We'll get that. We'll get to that afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> so cool. Um, we are. I think we should pour a little glass right now. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm staring at it. Oh, okay. It's, it's if we must. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's crack this. Plus, it's the perfect day for a riesling. Oh yeah, nice and hot. And uh, I really like the I like the label too. Um, oh, thank you. This one's called the friend Re- uh, friend Riesling. Yeah, friend Riesling. Let me pour this and I'll. Okay, cool. You, you say something while I pour. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a really cool label with lots of nice little animals on it. <laughs> there's a snake. I see a yeah, snake. Yeah, there's a snake. Yes. Nice. Um, yeah, this is uh, it, it's my only critter label of wine. And <laughs> critter labels are both loved and not loved in the wine world. <laughs> At Linnell's, we were, which is where I met you first. Right. Um, we had a whole shelf dedicated to like dog and cat labels. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's how yeah. so cool. Yeah, cheers. Cheers. Happy Wednesday. Likewise. <laughs> um, it is Wednesday, right? Yeah. Okay. It better be. <laughs> I'm here on the wrong day. <laughs> oh, that's really nice. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, this is this was a lot of fun to make. Um, oh, just a little background on the on the name and the label. We call it. Um, friend Riesling and put a, a bunch of critters on the label because um, it's the wine in our in our portfolio that's got a purpose so 
it's got all these pictures of all kinds of pets, horses and snakes and turtles and parakeets and, of course, doggies and kitties and, and whatnot. <laughs> so it's a portion of the sale of this wine goes to um, uh, causes that promote safety in pet food. You know, it's, cool. You know, it's, it's hard enough to find people food that is not right. contaminated and, and in the pet food universe, it's not a prettier scene at all. So, right. you know, um, but things are getting better. Yeah. Slowly, you know, more and more people are becoming aware and, you know, it's one of those things you got to pick at it you know, and, and, yeah. and work at it bit by bit. So this is my one little way of, of <laughs> helping out, helping out. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, we're going to take a quick little break here. Mm hmm. And then when we get back, I'd like to talk more about the labels because it's yeah. one of the things that you guys do that is very striking when you see it on the shelf, behind a bar, and there's a lot of backstory to it. So Indeed. let's talk about that when we get back with Ali Shaper from Brooklyn Enology. back this is the speakeasy i'm your host damon bolte in the studio today we have ali shaper from brooklyn enology we just tried some of her great riesling the friend riesling mm -hmm. uh, we were just talking about the label and uh the cause that you know go into testing uh safe food yep <laughs> for, for critters yeah for critters <laughs> yeah um and this is one of uh one of the many labels that you have that uh, are done by brooklyn artists yeah, yeah. Each of the wines um, features a different artist from the borough on it, uh, whether their residence or their studio is here. You know, somehow mm -hmm. based in Brooklyn, and um, you know, the idea really is to kind of, you know, to make the wine more than just a company in Brooklyn, but really bring it in as part of uh, the fabric of why we're right. here. You know, and it's fun because you know, you, the the wine wine is so much about the senses and you know to have that sort of extra visual sense along along with it absolutely and um so we put different artists on each of the wines and then when the vintage of the wines change then we switch it up to different people and different pieces That's awesome. and uh none of them uh aside from the friend reasoning none of them are commissioned either they're existing pieces so it's not made for us it's what the artist does yeah as mm -hmm. part of their day-to-day -day study and mm -hmm. 
what they want to explore. And so, you know, it's, so it's a true picture of what this person is doing. And, and, um, and then all the labels peel off too, because you know it's kind of like a cereal box collect all yeah. twelve. And uh, but you know that makes it fun because now you can you know you can have a little piece of it. You know we all love to live here because of the just the cultural richness that we have. Mm-hmm. But we don't all have a bunch of money lying around waiting to spend on, on. large things. Yeah. And so this way you know you can you can just have them if you just like them. You know or just simply enjoy them for that day and and they're there and. Yeah. So it's it's really fun to work with the artists as well. Um, I know I've got a few of them stuck on my refrigerator. Do you? Sweet, yeah. I once saw one uh, stuck on a forklift over at a Kelso Brewery. Oh wow, yeah. cool! <laughs> I was like, hey, cool, thanks, guys. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah, I remember when uh, when the first uh, when the Merlot and the Chardonnay came out too. Mm-hmm. We always had those stuck on the refrigerator. They're yeah. good refrigerator stickers. Oh, absolutely, yeah. They're like magnets, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but totally. better. Yeah. So we always had those on the uh, the refrigerator at work. Yeah, you should see um, my refrigerator. I'm sure, I'm sure. <laughs> You've probably got all kinds of like special edition like stuff that uh-huh. we've never seen. It's covered, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got a wallpaper in my bathroom next. So, yeah, totally. That's great. That's a great idea. Yeah. Um, so how do you get in touch with these the different artists and how do they get in touch with you? You know, as far as like, is there a submission yeah. For, yeah. Uh, for labels? We've gotten in touch with artists in a bunch of ways. Um we have uh, an email address for that, art at brooklynenology.com. Oh, cool. And um, we found the artisan in a lot of ways, uh, in some ways just by being in other establishments. So many places have art hanging on the walls. I've found a couple artists that way. A couple of them I've met because they were selling their art on the uh, just out on the sidewalk yeah. on the street, you know, in all those locations around town. And, um, and there's a wealth of stuff to find on the internet. Also, oh, yeah, yeah. Totally. So I found quite a few people just digging through comprehensive portfolio sites. Yeah. Um, and then this winter, for the first time, because we typically have been choosing the wines, in, uh, I'm sorry, choosing the labels in-house. And this winter, we decided let's do like a label contest and really get our customers involved with it, too. And so we did a call for submissions and we got about a hundred entries, and then as a company, we juried it down to five finalists. And then in the in the tasting room space that we have now, um, we're able to do art shows. We do art shows for our label artists now. So we decided the, let's put up the five artworks as part of a show for six weeks and invite people to come down and vote for their favorite. And oh, that's so, great. and so you know, the customer favorite democratic vote became uh, the label for our, one of our brand new wines that's coming out in about a month, our Sauvignon Blanc. Cool. Uh, and so that was. Um, uh, that's going to feature Margot Walter, and uh, it's this amazing portrait, uh, self-portrait composite piece, and uh, where she's dressed in different costumes and whatnot, and she takes pictures of herself, and there's probably about 200 different images of herself all made in this composite, wow. people hanging out on a lawn on a sunny day, you know, and you look like, it looks like you're staring at some park somewhere in New York City. It's cool. It's very cool. Nice. So, yeah, that's coming out soon. Let's speak, let's talk more about the uh, the tasting room it, yeah. it, altogether. Um, that. That's a pretty new thing for you guys. It is, yeah. We opened up in November, and uh, it feels really good to have that open because that was sort of my phase two in in uh, the mm-hmm. life of BOE. You know, first just started out selling directly to wholesale channels. You know, like when you and I met down at Linnell's yeah. and everything, and just selling directly to shops and restaurants and hotels and whatnot. And uh, and then it came time where I felt like we were ready for. A public space, yeah, and so absolutely. you know, have a place where you could come down and and talk to us and learn some things, mm-hmm. and um, you know, I use it as my office, and so I hang That's out great. there a lot, you know, <laughs> and I like being there because you know you can 
talk to people and really tell them, hey, you know, this is why this kind of grape works in New York State or how to how to just simply sniff and swirl and smell and, and how to the technique of tasting wine or and, and the whole staff is really attuned to that, too. You know, everybody um, is there to, to, to show our customers a good time and to really enjoy the wines and learn something about them. So and then if we have our whole portfolio for tasting there at the tasting room. And then we also feature some guest selections from around the state too. So you oh, can cool. see what else is up yeah, and that great. rotates constantly. So there's also something that's very diplomatic. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, we gotta, gotta have uh, some promotion for New York. You know, I love New York state yeah. and it's wine scene. And just in the last decade that I've been a part of the industry, it's changed so much and has just improved at an exponential rate. And, uh, you know, I feel like it's, it's only the right thing to do because I'm using all New York grapes, you know, to really speak for, well, I can't say I can speak for everybody, but, you know, try to promote <laughs> yeah. the rest of the state. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and it keeps it interesting. I think people can come down and, you know, from month to month, try different things they haven't had before. Or maybe not, didn't know that existed. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of fun. And we have a couple of New York spirits there as well. Oh, cool. um, most recently we've had a uh, Kings County distillery, uh, moonshine mm-hmm. and, uh, McKinsey rye whiskey from the finger right. lakes, right. which is amazing. Yeah. Um, and we've had a, a comb nine gin, which is made of orange blossom honey. Yeah. And uh, what else have we had? Oh, Applejack, that's made by uh, Harvest Spirits. And it's, you know, it's all kinds of interesting, cool things cool. that are that are cropping up around the state. I love that the idea of the tasting room because, like, when you're <laughs> when you're rolling through, like, you know, like Western Pennsylvania, or you're you know driving through Southern Texas, all these places where you don't really think about wine coming from, mm-hmm. they always have that tasting room, mm-hmm. and it's almost like. It, depending on where you are in the United States, it's like obviously it's a tasting room, but then there's always like other kind of things like, oh, here's like a, a case full of like uh, uh, antique wine corks that you can buy yeah. as well, you know, <laughs> like and uh, decanters and glassware and stuff like that. And it's, mm-hmm. it's, and even like kind of like local, fo- like sometimes local full cart, it'll be yeah, there yeah. too. And it's yeah, like, yeah. Uh, uh-huh, like uh-huh. a wreath made of wine corks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you see a lot of those out in the world. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so. I, I just like the idea because like that is. Like you, you really did take that like Hudson Valley thing and bring it to Brooklyn, which Kinda, is great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, instead of being out on the wine trail, uh, you know, just plunking down in Brooklyn, you know, and we just the place was designed to evoke, you know, sort of the more industrial, older mm-hmm. Brooklyn, but with clear signs that this is a winery while while not being too, you know, winery yeah. kitschy. You know, so we broke down some uh, retired barrels and took them apart with crowbars and then used the individual staves to make a beautiful textured wall oh, cool. and things like that. You know, so it's deconstructed pieces of the winery and, and so on. And uh, yeah, when you go to a tasting, you can really get a flavor for the place where that wine comes from. You know, we have all local foods there too. And, cool. uh, you know, got meat and cheese platters and uh, all kinds of great snacks and from little bit sweets and Brooklyn salsa and North Fork potato chips and on and on. And, you know, so it's beyond wine, cool things, otherwise edible that you can get yeah. from New York. You know, so you can hang out and have a little snick snack while you. So, uh, yeah, totally. Yeah. It's And it's <laughs> like a block away from where my band practices. So you'll, you'll be seeing me a lot more. All right, good. <laughs> so uh, what are the hours? Oh, um, they're a little varied. Uh, on weekends, we're open from, let's see, so Friday noon to, no, I'm sorry. Oh, my gosh. See, they're all different. Awesome. Check out the website. But yeah. I'll say, <laughs> so typically weekdays we open at 2 or open until 10, 11 at night. So it's different than a classic tasting room. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you go out to wine country, typically they're closed by like 7 o'clock. But, yeah. you know, nobody around here is 
awake and alive at yeah, 11 a.m., exactly. let's face it. Um, so, you know, it's like 2 to 10 or 11 p.m., um, and then Friday, 2 to midnight, Saturday, noon to midnight, and Sunday, noon to 10, and uh, seven days a week. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Waltz in, and you can waltz in any time to do, you know, no appointments required. Just come in and, and do tastings with us. We do... Um, uh, flights you know, groups of uh, four samples of wine so you can mix and match and you can either pick your own flight you know put together anything everything that we carry we have open for tasting too cool. uh, you can have glasses of wine and then because we're a winery tasting room you can also take the bottles to go so it's kind of like oh yeah sort nice. of not quite a wine bar not quite a wine shop somewhere in the middle you know nice. yeah 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 and it's on uh wife and yeah yeah and 209 uh wife avenue um just north of metropolitan right yeah between north third and north fourth okay yeah I, neither of us have our information street yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. the riesling it's yeah. getting to <laughs> yes, my head yes it's getting to me <laughs> <laughs> but yeah real quick quick trip from the bedford stop too so cool yeah just a few blocks cool any uh any crazy uh, experience? Are you gonna Are you gonna mm-hmm. do a Finger Lakes ice wine coming up? Oh, or anything that is, like that? I would love to a bubbly. Yeah. Oh, people keep asking me about bubbly. I really want to do a bubbly. I really, really want to do a bubbly. It just takes so much darn time to make a good one. You know, and if I'm gonna do it, I really want to do it right. Yeah. Um. So that's that's in my my back pocket of ideas. Uh, but another cool wine we're we're putting out in a very short while is a uh, a skin fermented Pinot Gris. Cool. So, which you would classify not as red or white or rosé, but as orange, orange yeah. you know, which is kind of a tricky. It's not made of oranges, but it has an orange color. So right. with these, um, Pinot Gris has a, as you know, has a mauve mm-hmm. colored skin. And so mm-hmm. when you let the skin sit on the juice, it creates this sort of coppery orange mm-hmm. tone in the wine. And Actually, uh, like they're becoming like... Out of nowhere, they become nowhere, really yeah. hot. Yeah. yeah. They're like the big topic and... Um, but it's a lot of fun. It's really different. It's it's not like any other wine you have. You know, it's a, it's a white slash rosé with some tannin. Yeah. Um, it's just not what you expect, and I'm excited about it. You know, I yeah, just it, took one ton of Pinot Gris grapes last year and just said, I'm going to try this, and literally without a awesome. clue, I'd never done this before, <laughs> and I didn't know any other of my neighboring winemakers who had done this before, and so I was like, I'll just try it. You know, I read up on how people have done it, and... Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm I'm pretty satisfied with the results. So, cool. Yeah. And when does when do you think that's going to be? Probably in out? about a month. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, can't so. wait to uh, can't wait to try that myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and for the listeners out there that are close by mm-hmm. here at Roberta's in Bushwick, mm-hmm. um, I was told to tell them that yes. there's a tasting at Big Tree Bottles right around the corner yeah. this weekend at 43 Bogart Street uh, from six to nine on Friday. Uh, we're going to have open the Social Club White. And Social Club Red, as well as uh, the Riesling we're having now. And then their custom wine that we made for them, their uh, Roses Are Red Rosé, made of Cabernet Sauvignon. Great. All excellent, excellent sippers. All right. Well, everyone, come out to this event. Or if you don't, go and see Allie over at the BOE Tasting Room. Come say hi. Yeah. (laughs) It's been really great to have you on the show today, Allie. Thank you. A lot of fun to be here. it's really good catching back up with you. Yeah. uh, Much too long. And I'll be over there at your tasting room more than you will care to see me. (laughs) I will take your company (laughs) anytime. (laughs) All right. All right. That's that's it for today. We have Allie Shaper uh, from Berlinology. I'm Damon Bolte. Thanks a lot. We'll see you next time on The Speakeasy. Cheers. Man, I wouldn't lie. It gets higher than a kite. 
Now when you see him stumbling up and down the street, you know that cat's been drinking, got no shoes upon his feet, man he's high, I said that cat is high, yes he's high, man he's higher than a guy. New York Night Train, Summer Soul Shindig, Rockaway Beach Party, featuring the 45 RPM soul magic of DJ Jonathan Tobin. Saturday, August 20th, 6 to 9, at Rippers, Boardwalk 86, free party. <laughs>